0: And now it's time on Flame CCR to take a look behind the studio's green door to find out who is in today's chat room.
1: Midnight, one more night without sleeping Watching till the morning comes creep. that secret
0: you're and now are you listening <laughs> and um, we're going to give you a treat today because it's not just Norman and Nick but it's Norman and Nick and Nico so get your mind around that one Norman and Nick and Nico I have a fascinating person I've discovered three things since he arrived 15 minutes ago. One is that he comes from South Africa, and that's good for me because I have I know and are friends with a lot of good South African people in the past. Um, he's a Christian and he's pretty enthusiastic about the gospel, and that means a lot to me as well. And um, he lives in Colwyn Bay but he's decided to come to Wirral for some reason and he's getting involved with people and that's about all I know, but that's probably good enough. Nick is also here with me. We'll carry on playing that piece of music that I was playing. It's called Golden Light by Jason Burrows. Barrows, 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 whatever. And um, then I'll get a bit more appropriate music to play. And um, today I think we'll try to discover what Nico's all about, I think, probably. That sounds like a good start, doesn't it? Okie dokie.
1: This is how it starts.
0: I'm coming to know a little bit about our guest, and I'm going to ask him a question. An experience. Every South African person I come across is enthusiastic about the gospel, and I like that fact. I don't meet all that many, but it just seems that those I do meet are enthusiastic about the gospel, and I don't know why. But it's great. So what's your answer to that one, Nico?
2: Well, normal. Thank you. First and foremost, that's a great compliment, and uh, I think uh, as South Africans. I think we normally just naturally passionate people. We're passionate about life. Might it be the open air, the sunshine, or whatever it might be. But I grew up passionately. But then I think when we meet Jesus Christ as our Lord and Saviour, then we're passionate about him. And we have actually a reason to live for and a reason to challenge our passion into someone that's worth living for. I think that's, that's kind of my answer. I don't have the, the full answer, Norman.
0: Okay. Yes, you're South African and you live in Wales and you're planning a crusade in England. Well, that's yes. a good start, isn't it? Yes. Why? <laughs>
2: Well, why? Why is a good question. First and foremost, I, I love the UK. I think there's a huge uh, connection between South Africa and, and, and the English. But I'm actually working in Israel, doing crusades in Israel. Uh, it's a little bit under the radar because of obvious, for obvious reasons, uh, we're doing crusades worldwide. And uh, in South Africa in the early years, I got saved in 1983, and I actually grew up under Reinhard Bonnke. So that's yeah. where my inspiration and my passion comes from.
0: Reinhard Bonkey is, I would think, probably, along with Billy Graham and Louis Palau, one of the greatest evangelists yes. around amazing, amazing, amazing what he's done through Africa yes. and the Crusades and so on. Yes. And it's Reinhard Bonnke, Bonke, B-O-N-K-E, if you want to look it yeah, up on yeah. the Bonnke. internet. For
3: two ends, actually. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, For OK, all sure. right, fine. Because the German city Bonn, he's born in Germany, remember, but he did almost all of his productive work for the Lord, in Africa. And, of course, it would have gone to South Africa. Very influential, of course, and still his ministry, called Christ for All, Christ nations. For all nations.
0: Yes, C-FAN, C-F-A-N. Yeah, yeah,
3: they have a base in England, in Hales Owen, I think near Birmingham. Yeah, yep. And uh, I think it's a chap called Daniel Kalender now. who's very much taken over from Reinhardt as the number one evangelist. Reinhardt, who has an amazing testimony of how he met, just before he died, the late George Jeffries. Now, he was responsible for the Elim, crusade, the famous crusades around the country in the 20s and 30s yep. and just before he died in London, Reinhard Bonnke is a young man who'd come to study in South Wales at a Bible college mm. met in London George Jeffreys uh-huh. and was blessed by George Jeffreys uh-huh. and it seems that the mantle mm. that George Jeffreys had for evangelism passed on to Reinhardt and we hope it'll pass on to Daniel and to all, to Nico too who, who is also doing some crusading which I'm sure you'll tell us about.
2: Yeah, look Reinhardt has had a huge impact worldwide uh, the whole Africa is a his influence in my life, and uh, he impacted my life, you know, And in the early years, in the, in the early 80s. I got saved in the 80s. From there, you know, he, he was really my inspiration, and he spoke really courage into my life. But yes, we have our own uh, ministry called Life and Harvest, based on John 10.10, 10, the life of Jesus Christ, right. that he came to give us, and eternal life, and then harvest, the harvest of souls, and the harvest, uh, the goodness of life God has given us. You know, I always say there's three things. You know, free, successful, following Christ alone. That's to me spells success. Fantastic. So you're living in Colwyn
0: Bay and you're interested in doing something on World.
2: Yes, maybe a little bit of a background. Uh, We've been sent out from South Africa to plant churches and do crusades alongside churches in 1993 from our home church in Bloemfontein. That's where I'm from, right in the center of the heart of South Africa. So we've been to Germany, Holland, the whole Europe. We've planted churches with a huge uh, apostolic team and did crusades on the sideline. And then about 10 years ago, God spoke to me. He's going to change that, the emphasis of my ministry. And we will do crusades and plant churches out of the, out of crusades. So we left in Cyprus for four years, 2010 till 2014. And then God spoke to me about the UK. And we relocated here to northern Wales in Colborne Bay, where me and my wife live. We have two daughters, both married. One to a Spaniard and one to English. They're all saved and passionate for the Lord and work with me on the crusades. So, but the story why I'm here, Norman and Nick, is because God spoke to me. We were actually on our way back to Cyprus and Israel. Well, I'm working in Israel. That's where the Lord really assigned me, but to do crusades worldwide. And in uh, November of last year, the Lord spoke to me clearly. He says, Nico, start fires in the world. Begin in the world. And then uh, it was confirmed. And I quickly done a crusade in February in, in Birkenet. Three-night crusade, just a few weeks' preparations, a little bit of flyers. And over the three nights, about 150 people came. And quite a few gave their hearts to the Lord. And between February this year and now, we started a church in Birkenhead, which is going quite well. Every Sunday, people come. Last Sunday, four people got saved radical in the meeting. Oh,
0: really? yeah. Whereabouts in Birkenhead? We
2: meet right now in Oxton Road in the meeting place. Uh-huh. A, a businessman from the UK, an Englishman, but also has businesses in the UAE, offered us the place to use for, for starting up. So that's where we are now, and possibly looking for a venue to, for more permanent for, for the church right now. So here we are doing crusades, but also, Norman, next to the crusades, we're doing also something called Heart of the Gospel. If I could maybe tell more about that.
3: Yep,
1: okay.
2: Because uh, the Lord spoke to me in the year 2000. I've done an event and a conference in Kenya. And on my way there, the Lord said to me two things clearly. And it was one of those moments where you can't deny God is almost audibly speak to you. It cut me to the heart. It transformed me. The Lord told me two things because I asked the Lord, what does he want me to speak on the conference? It was quite a a big conference. I think there was about 7,000 people in attendance for seven days. And I I was the main speaker on that. So my question was really out of fear. Lord, what do you want me to say? And God said to me two things. He said, Nico, tell my people I love them and mobilize my church. And from that, the heart of the gospel is born. And maybe that's why I'm here for to let people know and let you know about the heart of the gospel. And we are also working on a crusade for Wallasey early next year.
3: Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, that's it, sounds amazing to me. And uh, I mean, it's good that you're working with a, a good Anglican church yes. as well. Like, uh, um, I was at Peter's meeting on Saturday night in the pub with the Bishop of Birkenhead and John Cheek and we were taking questions on the floor from people who obviously didn't know the law, but were keen to find out more. And it was a great witness, and we're going to do it again. And... uh I'm sure that would be your heart, Nico. I've only met you for ten minutes ago, but I can see that you have a heart Thank for the you. lost and a heart for the gospel.
2: Yes. So,
3: uh, the Lord bless you in all that you're doing up there. And,
2: uh, Thank you, we, Nico.
3: and I live on the other side of the, the uncrossable chasm called the River Mersey, and we need help over in Liverpool too. So, mm. if the Lord were to call you, then uh, be prepared, uh, mm. because uh, Wirral is one thing; Liverpool is the, the posh bit of Mersey side. Right. Liverpool is uh, a bit more basic.
2: Nick, thank you. I've got a passion. Yeah. I've got a passion to see people saved. Yeah, I've got a passion to see people ignited, to see people saved. That is maybe the reason for the heart of the gospel, you know, why we do it. That is an that is impartation and I think an awakening for people to understand that we have a gift of reconciliation. Mm-hmm. And if we use that gift, God just spoke to me a while back and I, and I read the story of Gideon. And you know, when God appeared to him and he said, I'm the small of the, the small and yes. so forth. We know the story. He says, God, if you have called, in where's all the miracles then? And where's all your promises? And God says, you are the mighty man. You get up and do it. In other words, God was waiting for someone to act on his behalf. And you know the whole story when they went down to the camp and God gave them a strategy. And there's two significant things. And maybe I found my inspiration from because Joshua said to his 300 men, he gave them jars, and inside the mm. jar was a torch, yeah. but the jar was closed. And he gave them uh, yeah, a trumpet. Mm. Now, to my amazement, I've never seen someone use a torch in daylight, did you? No. <laughs> no <point. laughs> now, why? I've heard people, and I heard this from Ryan as well. People pray and pray and pray for the darkness to go away, but no one is actually shining the light to push the darkness away. Mm. Light is there to to disperse darkness, and that's the light of the gospel. And when we preach the gospel, light comes, and darkness must flee. I will probably talk a little bit more, but uh, that's my passion, you know. If we break the jar and preach the gospel, we will have a glorious gospel result, because the gospel of God is a powerful gospel on the proviso if it's preached. A priest's gospel is a powerful gospel, but an un gospel is a powerless gospel.
0: Right. We're going to have to break for a bit of music here because um, people want a little bit of music as well as a bit of talking. I've got a piece, Over the Land, the Skies are Dark, because I don't know quite why, but it just seemed to be one I ought to play. And uh, certainly nowadays, if you listen to a lot of things, the world is very, very dark. I'm listening to Prime Minister's question time, and I feel really, really sorry for the Prime Minister, but we are in a mess, aren't we? We're in an absolute, absolute, absolute absolute mess. You don't have to be the governor of the Bank of England to recognise that. We are in a mess. And the only way of really working out from this mess is to admit the fact we're in a mess and then turn to the heavens and say, God Mm -hmm. help us.
3: And our MP has just resigned. Well, he's just quit the Labour Party. Yeah. Frank Field MP. Yeah. We might say more about that later. Yeah.
0: It's a bit by Spring Harvest.
1: A peace that's calling my mind. A joy that brings eternal life
0: Okay, so we're talking to Nico and about his passion for evangelism and ideas and things that are going to be happening over the next few months. And all I would actually say was uh, keep us informed on Flame and we'll be along with you in whatever way, shape or form that actually means. Thank you. Because the world needs Jesus. But as far as I'm concerned, Wirral needs Jesus. This is my place. This is my mission. I ask myself the question sometimes, why out of all the places in the UK did you decide to set up one of the nine Christian community radio stations on Wirral, Lord? And they hadn't actually answered yet, but I do feel there's something significant about radio and Wirral and the gospel. Flame on Wirral, turning hopes into reality.
1: I hear myself recalling Things you said to me The night it all started
0: Flame on Wirral, we are lighting a fire that will burn on and on in Merseyside.
1: Colors of day dawn into the mind The day has begun The night is behind Go down in the city into the street And let's give the message to the people we meet So light up the fire and let the flame burn Open when the call and Jesus return, take seeds of his spirit, let the fruit grow, tell the people of Jesus. Meeting our friend So light up the fire and let the flame burn. Open the door, let Jesus return. Take seeds of his spirit, let the fruit grow. Tell the people of Jesus.
0: Christian Radio Reality. Support it, please. I don't know whether you've done any digging of history of revivals, but the Welsh Revival, George Jefferies yes. and so on, it came up the Wirral. Yep. There was a revival on Wirral a hundred years ago. This building itself was actually involved in those revivals. Oh. I don't know whether you realised that, no. but it was. Revival is something that, yes, God does, but also he wants to do again. Of course. But he'll want to do it again, not necessarily in the same way as he did last time, but he wants to do it again. And I feel that God wants to revive again, and I'm just wondering how.
3: just before we get uh, any irate listeners who are a bit older than you and me norman it was evan roberts who was the great evangelist of the welsh revival in 1904 yep the jeffrey's brothers got converted in that revival just a little bit later Yep. and they are of course swan wales they're they're welsh yeah george and stephen jeffrey's yeah george went on to found elim stephen to found the assemblies of god
0: my george. mother-in-law yep. got saved in a george jeffrey's campaign in 1923 Fantastic. and the result of that was a christian family including my wife Wow. and um, my my mother-in-law was my first sunday school teacher wow. she introduced me to jesus what an and she was so to some extent i in a way have had the privilege of being grafted into a family that i you know i came across and they yeah. were a christian family and i'm okay she's up in heaven rejoicing at the moment hooray yeah. with yeah. her husband who yeah. was to be a pastor with a need in movement as well yeah. you yeah. know so I, I go back with great gratitude to all of those names and all of those Wonderful. people yeah. but i do actually say very very seriously. Come on, Lord, do
2: it again. Amen. Do it again. We need it, Lord. Do it again. Yes. What a rich inheritance, uh, Norman. But talking about revivals, that is my passion. Thinking about all these great men of God who God used, you know, that's inspired my life. But, you know, God spoke to me one day. He says, what about you? What about your generation? Yeah. And I've come to the place, you know, I think we sometimes we're crying out to God for a revival. But isn't it that he's waiting for us to start a revival or or to Mm. initiate a revival? Because... It is given that the lost will be saved by the preaching of the gospel. I think, you know, and I'm saying this you know, uh, with great respect and honor, I think we should probably preach more on prayer list. Although I'm a man of prayer, things think it's going together. But I think the missing link could be the preaching of the gospel. So that's why I'm doing the the heart of the gospel. And I'm passionate about this. And you're talking about the world and the the Jeffrey brothers and so on. I'm kind of convinced in my spirit, in my in my whole being, that God is about to do something great here. But God has always chosen to work through man, isn't it? That's the one thing that amazes me about God. He can do it all in one instance, but he chose to use us. So uh, that's what I've heard the Lord say to me, start fires. I came here to northern Wales, and I preach quite extensively in the local churches here. But I went to a a combined meeting in Bangor, and the preacher didn't know me, and he gave me a word. He says, Nico, God has called you to start fires here. And to me, then, that was the green light. I always knew it. So uh, I'm excited about that, Norman. Yes, uh, let's have a revival.
0: Yes, fires consume. Fires burn. Fires cost. Fires can do good. Fires spread fast. That's one of the things I have learned. Fires do spread very, very fast. And revival isn't just a little bit here and there mm-hmm. that people talk about. "Oh yes, that's fantastic. Let's go over to there and so on. When revival comes, we will know it. We will really, really know it. It'll turn us upside down and back to front and we'll <laughs> that's be right, yeah. Because yeah, my experience of Christianity is sometimes it takes us a lot to keep up with God. When yes. God really starts mm-hmm. moving. It takes us a lot to keep up with God. That's right.
3: I mean, Um, I'm sure this radio station isn't called Flame for no reason at all. It's all about the fire of the Spirit and the fire of God just working through society. We need to be fire starters.
2: Yeah, that's right.
0: My experience of Wirral, which I didn't really know existed at all until a few sort of events happened in the late 1980s. And one of the events was the privilege of giving a lift to an elderly missionary who was coming up to some place for a weekend. And I happened to be coming up to Edge Lane to work, so I gave her a lift in my car. And she was telling me about prayer meetings that she had been at, where people had shared a prophecy that the Wirral would burn end to end. And I thought, what on earth? Because when I arrived on Wirral, I couldn't see any trees. You know, there ain't very many on Wirral because the wind blows them down because it's a windy Wirral. But then 10 years later, we had the opportunity of starting a radio station and somebody gave us a brand name because we were part of a project set up by somebody else. And they said the brand name Norman is Flame. And I said, well, that'll do nicely for me. And it wasn't until a few years later that I realized that flames and fire rather go along together. So I am all very, very interested and excited about these things. Because, you know, I've been keeping the flame alive, if you like, however you care to want to put it, for the past 18 years. And I believe that there is a purpose in it. It's hard and it's difficult, but there is a purpose. And we have a privilege because we actually put the gospel out into the airwaves. It's, the BBC don't do that for very long they put a lot of other muck in, uh, yeah, into the yeah. airwaves we have the privilege of putting the gospel out into the airwaves mm-hmm. and I try to enthuse local people into actually saying this is good, this mm-hmm. is good this is a privilege, we, it's a privilege that we've got a Christian radio station
2: on it, all." it's a privilege and it's crucial, absolutely you know Norman, I didn't make the connection God spoke to me about fires we started the fires in February, we've just seen the impact and uh, I spoke on this radio in February before the crusade Some, somehow someone invited me to come and speak here before the crusade yes but today i made the connection i think we are to something here. god want to do yes hence the the i'm excited about the heart of the gospel So uh, we can talk a little bit about what the heart of the gospel is. Yes, please do. So uh, the heart of the gospel is something I've put together over the years to help people to be confident and effective in sharing who Jesus Christ is, to their family, to their friends, or in whatever scenario. So the heart of the gospel we're doing in three departments, if you want to say. First and foremost, I talk about the heart of the gospel. At the center of the gospel is the heart of God, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life and responsible to preach the gospel so that they can believe. Because the Bible does say, how will they believe if no one tells them? Mm. And how will people tell them if no one preaches? So I'm on to preaching the gospel. And the preaching of the gospel is a powerful gospel. If we understand the authentic gospel and the simplicity of the gospel, and when we preach the gospel, it's the power of God unto salvation the cross of Christ. Mm. It breaks chains, it sets people free, it breaks mindsets, it switches the light on, so to say. Like I said with Gideon, you know, I I think uh, the danger is, we pray for things, we pray for salvations, but we don't shine the light, or or we don't preach the gospel. So, uh, people wait for the darkness to pass, so that we can preach the gospel. Not understanding, preaching the gospel disperses darkness. Expose the lie. Expose that people are actually lost. Because how will you know you're lost, unless people tell you lost. I think when I got saved, I didn't know I was lost. I didn't know I was on my way to hell. I didn't know God really loves me intensely until someone switched the lights on and the light dispersed darkness in me. So to me, that's the whole purpose of the gospel, to tell people that God loves them. But there is a problem. You know, God created us in his image, likeness and being. We understand Adam and Eve sinned and fell. And the image of God was actually knocked out, so to say, by sin. And then guilt, shame and condemnation came in. It totally destroyed God's image in us. And then it's the whole story about Jesus Christ. And I always say to people when I preach the gospel in three sessions, in my own mind's eye, if I can just describe it the way I understand it, it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his son or that he sent Jesus Christ or came in his form of his son. But I think there was kind of a thing that, that, that happened in heaven. You get the idea when you read the Bible, the golden thread through the Bible, you know, the context of the Bible, that God is absolutely perfect and is holy, but it's also love. And he created Adam and Eve, he created us, his dream, so to say, to have fellowship with us, to bless us, to walk with us. Because God wants a relationship, isn't it? I'm not giving my heart to go to heaven. It just happens that God's address is heaven. But I give my heart to God because I want my relationship to be restored with the Father. And I want to go to God one day. If he wasn't in heaven, I don't want to go to heaven either. I want to go where God
3: is. (laughs) You
2: understand what I'm trying to say? It might be a little bit childish, but that's my point. You know, obviously God is heaven. So I think this whole thing played off in heaven where the Father has, can I call it a dilemma? Not because God never has a dilemma. Now we've sinned and the soul that sin must die. Now God is a righteous God. He must deal with that. So he must not do away with me. He must reject me and get rid of me because I must not die. I've sinned. Yet he's a loving God. And I believe that's where Jesus stepped in. If I can just explain it from my point of view, Jesus probably looked in the Father's eye and he saw the pain in his eyes. because he does. And he says, Father, I will go. Hmm. And I will pay for them so that you can reconcile with them. That to me is the heart of the gospel, God's heart, that whole thing. I'm pretty sure it happened you know, because God is a God of love and he created us to love us and to have fellowship with us. To me, that is the first step of understanding the gospel and that gives us courage and confidence to communicate the gospel. I always say to people, communicate the gospel, never preach it.
0: Yeah, show it by your life, through what you do, to be honest. I could say in a way I've been grateful for the past few months because people have actually said to me, well, how have you coped, Norman? So I've had people who've actually asked me something, and that's a good start. You worry, 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 how are you going to tell somebody something? But when somebody actually asks you about your faith, you think, well, that's a good start, isn't it? So, yeah, I like the idea of God talking to his son, Jesus. I do a lot of talking to my son. My son comes up with ideas of, well, why don't we do this and why don't we do that? And why do we do it that way? Why don't we do it this other way? Et cetera, et cetera. And it's a great communication between father and son in a loving sort of way. Then we come to some conclusion. Then we start working together. Yes. But we have that rapport of bouncing off each other. And occasionally we get a little bit annoyed with each other. Now, I'm not sure whether (laughs) God got annoyed with Jesus, but never mind. We'll leave that Uh, way.
2: So that's all good. So Uh, I preached this message in India recently, a crusade there, yeah. and thousands of Hindus gave the house to the Lord. Crusade. Now, one of the testimonies, my director there told me on the way to the crusade, Reuben Paul, oh, the Indian okay. guy, he said to me, Evander uh, Snicker, I need to tell you, but now we're on our way to the crusade. There's three things you need to know. Number one, as a foreigner, you're not allowed to preach here. I said, well, thank you very much. He said, secondly, if the police stop you or take you, and they ask you, why are all the billboards in the city up with your name? And then just tell them they had no consent to do it, so now I must lie. So, thirdly, he <laughs> says to me, there are agents in private clothes looking for people like you to arrest. So, I said, thank you very much, but that was too late. <laughs> so, uh, we arrived at the crusade. They escorted me through, of it's crowds. The first person on the stage to greet me was a, was a Hindu, very, very grudgingly. I could see this guy doesn't want me here. So as we sat down, Ruben said to me, he's an agent so I said thank you very much it's too late to run away but I know I had a decision to make Norman and Nick I can either say sorry I'm not preaching or I can preach the gospel I knew this was a decision so I made up my mind I'm preaching the gospel tonight I don't care what's happening it's in God's hand and I preach this gospel about the father and the son and so on and there's royalty and no one come in you've got to be born into royalty the born again story mm. long story short I gave an article thousands of Hindus responded and I look back on the stage forgot about this guy to see what's happening and he has both both hands in the air, says, I oh, want Jesus. Fantastic. This agent. Amen. So God is passionate yeah. about saving people. Yeah. But He's waiting for someone. To stand up and preach the gospel. So back to the heart of the gospel. You know, that's why we preach the gospel. And I deal with things in the heart of the gospel like I think I went through and almost every person I went through about the Holy Spirit and the flames of Pentecost. Every head has a flame, has, has an assignment that the Holy Spirit is not repelled or is not when we are weak or we have unbelief. He's drawn to us to give us that faith, to help us through to do those things. And the other thing I'm dealing with is people say, oh, it's a hard place. Then I said, yes, but God is drawn to hard places. Because what is the preaching of the word? What does the gospel do? The Bible tells us that the preached word, the spoken word of God, is like a hammer. It breaks the hardest rock. It is like a fire consuming the most persistent resistance. It is a two-edged sword cut between bone and marrow, spirit and soul. So it is the preaching of the gospel that dispersed darkness so that people can understand and can make an informed decision about salvation. So we have to preach the gospel, and that's what I'm dealing with in the heart of the gospel. Sounds good to me.
0: This is one of my favorite pieces by Michael W. Smith. It's called Healing Rain. Healing rain come flowing down on this old town. It says a lot to me about God pouring his rain upon the world, upon Birkenhead, upon this old town, and what might happen. Or let's say what will what happen. What will happen. Yeah, yeah, let's get it right, Norman. Thank what you, will Lord. happen. Healing Rain.
1: Healing. of joy.
0: Rain come falling down. I cry sometimes when I seriously listen to that piece. But Lord, let it be so. Let it be so. Healing rain. It'll take a bit of time and um, it'll clean up the streets. It'll clean up a lot of things. Mm. But God's healing rain. The holy rain. The blessing of God's Holy Spirit coming down. But, you know, one of the things I love after a good shower of rain is everywhere smells a lot nicer. Mm, Have you noticed that? It It brings out the perfumes in the flowers. Everywhere smells a lot nicer Mm. after a good outpouring Mm. of rain. Mm. And I pray for the outpouring of God upon the world. I have done ever since I started this radio station and I will continue to do so because I believe in some way we're going to see it and we're going to see it happen. It is dark, it is dark outside spiritually, but a close friend of mine, Chris Cole of Cross Rhythms, said, don't worry about the darkness, worry about the quality of your light. Mm. And a Christian light shines brightly in a dark situation. So keep going, Nico. Thank this you. is the Nico and Nick and Norman show. Keep mm-hmm. going, remind people what you're doing next, and keep going with your passion, because it's refreshing to me. You've hit me with something I didn't expect today, and that's great.
2: Hooray. Thank you, Norman. I really, really appreciate uh, being here. And thank you for your for your support and your passion. But yes, you know, back to the heart of the gospel. That's what the Lord spoke to me. He says, mobilize my church so that they have confidence in the simplicity of preaching the gospel. Because we can do what we want to do. We can reason what we want to do. We can pray as long as we want to pray. Unless someone get up and preach the gospel, no darkness will go. But uh, I've learned from Reinhardt, once you pray, you get up and you do something. You go and preach. So it's given that by the preaching of the gospel that man will be saved, not by the praying of the gospel. Two, it's like a bomb and a detonator. The two combined is an explosion. I'm passionate what we spoke about here, Norman. I'm passionate about a revival here. I'm passionate about the rain coming and the fire because I do believe God's going to burn darkness out here and give us a new chance here in the world. And from here, it will flow over. I'm convinced about that. God has called us in. God is about to do something. So I'm really, really thankful God has connected me with you guys and also with Reverend Peter Cooper and some other guys.
0: I trust that you and other people will be in it for the long haul. Thank you. Because I've seen people take initiatives in the past, and yes, they do something for a while and then it dies out. Mm. But you know, I think that we've got a hard job to do Mm. because it is the whirl and it's a hard slog, it's a hard land, it's a hard situation, it's an area of high deprivation, etc., etc., even though it's a lovely place. It's a hard nut to crack doing christian radio it's taught me persistence got to keep going and we've got to keep going until what well we'll know when we get there won't we exactly because god's got some great things on ahead for us but we've got to keep going
2: you're absolutely right norman i'm under no illusion it's a hard place yeah but then i have faith in god yeah god is drawn to hard places god is the same yesterday today and forever it's the same in india the same in israel same in south africa and it's the same here does god have two levels of strength not only one. It's all full flame. So let's just take hands and let's impact. God is drawn to hard places. He's drawn to difficult places. And I've heard people pray, oh God, let the rain come, send the light. And then I heard God say, that's why you hear people, not only me. We are the light of the world. We're the salt of the earth. Mm-hmm. And like Gideon, you know, we're not going to shine the light in the light. I'm not going to use my torch in the light then the light is already here, isn't it? I'm talking spiritual light. So let's preach the gospel. That is the light of the world. It's the sword of the spirit. It's the most powerful weapon against darkness. It's the preached gospel, Galatians chapter 6. The spoken word, which is the sword of the spirit. Mm -hmm. Once we preach the gospel, the Holy Spirit is obliged to work.
3: Amen. And just for anyone who's just switched on to Flame, Nico,
2: just tell us more. On Facebook, it's uh, Life and Harvest and then my name, and then you will find everything we do across the world and more on the heart of the gospel. But Nick, back to the heart of the gospel, it is an impartation, it is an initiation for breakthroughs in people's lives. I'm doing it in three sessions. Number one is the power of the gospel, the power of a preached gospel. How it breaks chains, and then we pray for an impartation into people's lives. Might it be one-to-one evangelism? Maybe you just want to be more confident to preach the gospel. I've, I preached in Crewe early last year, and people started to send me send me emails and testimonies how they had confidence and how they received courage to lead people to the Lord. A young man wrote me an email. He said after I left Unico, I was so confident I led my family to the Lord
3: wow so they say impartation
2: yes. from heaven because Ephesians four tells us the fivefold ministry, you know, and one of them is the evangelist, and they say an impartation, mm. and you know i've I've learned over the thirty six years i 'm in the ministry, God will never compromise his own written word
3: I agree, yeah, God absolutely.
2: is working through the fivefold ministry, so yes out of the gospel, the first hour i'm preaching the power of the gospel. Gospel power and the impartation and how it breaks chains, sets people free and changes lives. And then the second one, we do something we call 10, 20, 70%. It is the principle of, of your own testimony. Because whether we like it or not, you have a testimony and you are a testimony. But it is the power of using your testimony in the right order. So what we train and help people with then, and this is all we're building up to an expectancy and a faith for the crusade that people will get saved because it's by faith. You know, all things are possible for those who believe. Yeah. I found sometimes people pray, but there's no faith. They, they pray in unbelief, but we've got to pray and de- declare in faith. That's a different subject. So I'm dealing the whole, with the whole issue of testimony because that's a powerful tool. Sometimes on a crusade, I give my personal testimony and I see how people impact lives. So you have a testimony. I mean, if you are born again, you have a testimony. So what we help is building confidence, building courage and building a simplicity to use your testimony as a tool to help people to find Christ. So I normally say, you know, if you speak to unbelievers, tell them 10% of your past 70% of your time, whatever time frame you might have, of how you receive Christ, Mm. what made you go to heaven or what made you receive Christ, and then 20% now that I'm saved. Because we need to understand what we get born again into is far more important than what we get born again out of. People get saved and then that's it. Not understanding, I need a family. There's two principles playing here. And and Peter in the Bible says that clearly, may you prosper as your soul prosper. Now, I rephrase it. The condition of your soul determines the outcome of your life. If I'm getting equipped and released into who I am, then I can do great exploits. Those who know their God will do great exploits, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So when you speak to born-again believers, use 10% of your time on, on where you were, 20% of your time, how you got saved, and now 70% of my time, what I'm going to do for God. Amen. What God has called me for. So we deal with that. And then the last one is how to effectively communicate the gospel to family, friends, colleagues. And I have a simple system that I've learned over the years. You know what happened with this whole thing we've done? I've done it across the world, Europe, Holland. The other day, me and my wife came back from Israel, and we met old, old friends on the airport in Ben-Gurion. And it was people who's been in one of these meetings in Holland in 1993. Hmm. And he said to me the first, he says, Nico, do you know that thing you taught us in how to communicate the gospel? I still use it today, and I still get people saved.
0: Hallelujah. Great. Remind me, because I was just struggling at the moment. I've gone into Facebook. What am I looking for
2: on Facebook? Life and Harvest. Life and Harvest. And- try nico simon as well on that and this the there we go there, yep, okay. and the second one is the heart of the gospel right okay open that
0: so we go to that one looks good to me so that's what you've got to do and I would encourage you to get your website going.
2: Yes, definitely. I know do. it's hard and difficult.
0: I've been there, done that. <laughs> yeah. But, but I mean, I'm not a world expert on websites. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm going to play a piece, Hero Lord Our Cry, Revive Us Again. It's a good old Graham Kendrick piece. And after that, I'm going to pray with Nico that God will really, really bless what he is beginning to get himself involved in in the world. Because um, it excites me, to be honest. So here we go with Graham Kendrick. We Okay, I've been talking to Nico Simon, and um, sometime I'll try to remember and work out how to spell his surname. But Nico is quite simple, N-I-C-O, not N-I-K-E, but Nico, N-I-C-O. See, that'll help you remember it, won't you? Grateful for Nico for coming in today. Thank you. But, and we've got some good dialogue going between us, haven't we?
2: Yes, sir. Wonderful. I'm so so privileged to be here. Thank you, Norman, for inviting me and also to talk to you there. And I hope you uh, spread the story with us so we will make an impact for the Lord.
0: Well, I'm passionate about anything that God wants to do. It's quite simple. I don't invent things. Yeah. God's the director. God directs what we do. He, in some way, commissioned Christian Radio on Wirral and he helps us to do it day by day and guides us as to where to be and what to go. And that's a long, long, interesting calling from yeah. god and i'm glad he called me to do oh, christian yeah. radio i really really am yes, glad and um, it's great to meet interesting people i have a passion for Wirral, a passion to see the whole of our land revive because we don't half need revival amen don't we eh? because i mean we just said you know revive us lord yes that's something we should keep battering on the doors of heaven lord revive lord revive but i'm always reminded and nico has reminded us that God wants to do it, but he wants us to get on with it. Mm. And we can pray till the cows come home, but we also got to work. Yes. The good old quote, isn't it? Pray as if it all depends upon God and work as if it all depends upon you. Yes, that was Wesley, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm always interested in the work as if it all depends upon you. That's what we really, really got to do.
2: I always say I'm getting involved with what God is doing.
0: Yes. And it's a privilege to be allowed to, isn't it?
2: What a privilege.
0: Yeah, because he could say, oh, leave me alone. I'm quite capable of doing it myself. I mean, look, he made the heavens and the earth in six days for a start. So He made know, us. He did moderately well. Yeah, he could have done it a bit better as far as I'm concerned, but he, he did a reasonable <laughs> job and uh, he keeping me going anyway at
2: least. I believe the course for Christ is the only course worth living for. And he's the only person worth dying for.
0: yes. I do say to people, I've had three employers in my life. I worked for Her Majesty for the first 20 years of my life in the Scientific Civil Service. I worked for one of the major captains of industry for another 20 years. And then I took early retirement and I worked for God.
2: Now you work for the highest authority.
0: And I work for the highest authority and it's the best thing I ever did. Amen. Yeah. So it it, is really, really enjoyable, you know, sign up and get involved. And um, I'm interested and fascinated in what Nico does. I'm going to say a very, very short prayer. Perhaps you'll join in with me. Dear Lord, pour out your spirit. Thank you, Lord. Pour out your love. Pour out your power. Pour out your goodness. Pour out your grace. Pour out your forgiveness upon this needy land. Lord, we stick out like a sore thumb when you look at the geography. The Wirral looks so much like a sore thumb. And Lord, the Wirral is a bit of a sore thumb. Lord, the Wirral needs healing rain. The Lord needs your healing touch. And, Lord, may we be healed. May we be revived. And then, Lord, in some way, may we be a sore thumb in this nation as we seek to turn revival, as it spreads from Wirral. Lord, you gave me that vision, healing waves flowing Mm. out of Merseyside. Mm. And, Lord, may those healing Mm. waves continue to flow. So, Lord, we pray your blessing. We pray for the stamina because, Lord, this is not a quick fire, do this, fix it in short term. We're in it for the long haul. And, Lord, we just pray for good, good things. You're laying a foundation. You're doing it your way. And it's a privilege to be allowed to join in and to work with you as co-workers for Christ. So, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, just bless in mighty ways and surprise us with your power and your goodness. We look forward to being surprised,
2: Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Norman. I really, really appreciate that and need that and need the Holy Spirit. I just want to say we are here for the long run. We're just busy establishing our base in Birkenhead. So I would love you to come and and join us right now. We're meeting Sunday evening, 6 p.m. to support us in doing the Crusades.
0: That's great. It's good to see somebody with enthusiasm. Bless you. Thank you, Norman.
2: Relying on the Lord. God bless you. God bless you all.
0: Close the chatroom door, but please tune in next time to Flame CCR on 1521 Medium Wave for more from Green Door Studios Chatroom.
3: Green Door!
0: I hope you enjoyed this program which is under the copyright of we christian media limited details of the flame ccr broadcasts and webcasts are on our website www.flameradio.org thank you for listening